Welcome to the Death Kit Show. Let's go. Hey. All right. Welcome to the GK Show. Fun music at the beginning. Yeah. Having a good day. Let's start the pod. <laughs> Here I am, back like a hurricane. Haha. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm sick, but. I have a little bit of free time today before I leave tonight to go back out on the road. Uh, so I thought I'd throw down a quick one. Uh, my throat is just like not feeling well. I have a lozenge in my mouth, a chloroseptic, right? Maximum strength. And I, was, I just put it in, obviously, right before I started recording. And uh, who's, not, who's not getting maximum strength? I don't even understand. You ever... Like, when you're feeling like shit, you're sick, it's like, oh, say you have a bad cold. They have the cold medicine, and then they got the maximum strength cold medicine. Who's like, man, I feel like garbage, but I don't know if I'm going maximum strength. I just want something to make me feel maybe a tiny bit better, not, like, a lot better. <laughs> it's just, I don't understand. Shouldn't there just only be maximum strength when it comes to, I mean, maybe not painkillers? Painkillers is different, I guess. But when it comes to colds or sore throat... Why would I get a, my throat hurts, uh, why would I get a chloroseptic that wasn't maximum strength? I don't get it. What's the deal with regular strength? It doesn't make any sense. Who's walking into the store saying, hey, can I have not maximum strength? Anyways, uh, let's get into it. I think I'm willing to talk about one thing on this episode. Dave Chappelle had a new Netflix special, and people are trying to tear it down. I mean, at what point are people going to understand how stupid everyone's becoming? When Dave Chappelle, people are saying Dave Chappelle's not funny anymore? <laughs> okay, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, please do me a favor. I know some of you have been listening, uh, or, or listening, doing this for me. Uh, can you please rate the podcast five stars? really helps out. I'm trying to get this one off the ground. Uh, leave a review. It only takes less than a minute. The five-star thing takes five seconds. The review takes, I don't know, however long you want to write a review. But that could take 10 seconds as well. Really good pod, thanks. Or, I don't know. Um, and subscribe. Tell a friend if there's one you like, if there's anything. I don't know. All right, so I really appreciate it. It does help. I hate having to mention it if you're new. I can't stand myself saying it, but it is what it is. So uh, Dave Chappelle's new Netflix special is called Sticks and Stones. And just, it's different for comedians, I think, or I mean, maybe not I'm, not, I'm not speaking for all comedians, but me personally, I used to watch comedy specials all the time. I can't really make it through a full special, usually, anymore, um, at all. Like, I watch a little bit, I'm like, even people I'm friends with or whatever, I'm like, oh, good, like, good for them, this is great, I want to click on it to, you know, give them a click or whatever, but I, I just like sitting through stand-up, I'm just around stand-up so much, and I've been around it so much, it's a lot different for 
me, I'll just speak for myself, I'm not going to say comedians because everyone's different. Uh, I watched Nate Bargatze's full special. Nate, I know, and Nate's hilarious. Nate's a very, like, just the way he talks is very, it just keeps you locked in. He's got a very good talent for that. He's also really funny and his jokes are really good, obviously. But um, I watched his full special and I watched Dave Chappelle's full special. And those are the last two that I can remember watching all the way through. Um, so this is what's so weird to me. Comedy is like certain comedian, not every comedian's the same, right? Some comedians do one-liners. Some comedians do observational stuff. Some comedians are really raunchy. Some comedians do racial stuff. Uh, some comedians do, you know, really, really edgy stuff, right? That's one of the things, you know, Louis C.K., that guy was always doing really edgy stuff. He was always doing things that usually you'd be like, oh, like, you know, it's kind of like, oh, where's he going with this? And then he'd like make you laugh, right? And then it came out that he would, you know, ask female friends of his if he could jerk off in front of them. And they'd say yes because they felt, you know, pressure to, according to them, to say yes, which I understand. I'm not saying it's a good thing to do to jerk off in front of people, you know, when you have a, in a power position over them. But anyways... I, I don't know Louis C.K. I know people who know him really well and have told me that he was just like, I never thought of myself in a power position. I just thought they were like friends and I have this weird thing, whatever. Anyways, my point is his stand-up though hasn't changed, <clears throat> but now because people know he has this other thing that like he's this weird fetish or whatever that he would do where he'd ask women if he could jerk off in front of them and then with their permission start jerking off in front of them in his hotel room or whatever. Uh... Now everyone like attacked his comedy when that set leaked or whatever, which who knows why that leaked. I don't know if he leaked it or whatever, but uh, that he did at, I think it was Governors in New York. And everyone's like, oh, look, listen, look at these topics he's talking about. It's like, go back and look at Louis C.K. He, he did jokes about 9-11. He did jokes. That was the type of comedians. I'm not defending it one way or the other. I think Louis C.K. has a lot of great bits. He was never like my favorite, favorite comedian, but he's a really funny guy, you know? Um, but... It's just like a weird thing. Like once you find out, oh, he's got this thing that has nothing to do with his stand-up, and now we're gonna look at his stand-up differently. I mean, that only makes sense if he was doing. I mean, that 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 would make sense if, like, say you were a white comic or something, and you did, uh, or any type of comic. Say you're a black comic, whatever, and you did a lot of racial comedy, and everybody loved it because you know you you did it in a funny way, and then it came, and you know, because it's taken as like you know funny, a joke, whatever you're joking. And then uh, it comes out that you hate, you, you actually, like, there's a leaked audio or sure, there's video footage of you, uh, you know, just saying, like, oh, man, I fucking hate white people. I wish all white people would die or something, right? Say, and you say you're not a white comedian. Well, then, yeah, then you'd look at that stand-up differently. Like, oh, geez, we thought this was coming from a, like, lighthearted place. I guess it's coming from a, a place of real hatred or, you know, vice versa. If you're a white comic and you were doing it and everyone's like, man, this guy's so good at this. And there's leaked audio where you're just like saying the N-word over and over again. People are like, whoa, I guess we got those jokes aren't really, I'm not taking them the same way. But Louis C.K. was just doing material about uh, the, the touchy subjects, which is like, he kind of always did that. Not every bit of his was like that. He talked about kids. He talked about all sorts of stuff. But I remember Louis C.K. did, uh, when he hosted SNL, he was doing pedophile jokes about like how like oh like it's got to be tough when that's what your thing is you know whatever and that was before you know he got quote brought down or whatever 
So it's like, I just think it's so weird that people go, oh, this guy's got a weird sexual fetish. And, uh, you know, Louis C.K. was not even accused of raping anybody. He got, like, lumped in like he was raping people. He wasn't. So now I'm, like, coming off like I'm, like, super defending a guy jerking off in front of people, which, whatever. Like, I wasn't there. Sounds like it was consensual. They all said it was consensual, but they, you know, had their, uh, you know, they felt, like, obligated to say it. I totally get that. I'm not saying whatever. So anyways, my point is, Dave Chappelle... I'm sorry. That guy is, like, I don't agree with, like, every single thing he's ever said in public or whatever. That guy's hilarious. You know what I mean? It's just like anybody else. Like, yeah, for me personally, sometimes he says things, I'm like, oh, it's exactly what I think. Sometimes he says things, I'm like, oh, I don't think that. Who cares? Who cares? Like, who, who agrees with every single thing you think, if you're listening to this? Who in the world agrees with every single thing you think when you think it? Who in the world has the exact same sense of humor as you? Who in the world has, like, you know, finds everything just as funny as you find it or finds everything just as offensive as you find it? Everyone's different. Everyone has different life experiences. It's so insane to me. And Dave Chappelle, I think I talked about this the other day. He did, uh, he threw, like, this huge, uh, you know, concert party thing or whatever, block party with Kanye West and all these other people in Dayton for the the shooting, you know, that happened there for the families and just the community in general. It's like, this guy's doing good things with his life. He's making people laugh. And so people didn't like some of his jokes, right? Which, by the way, who cares? Fine, turn it off. Do you know how many comedy specials there are out now? Like, find comedians you like, watch their stuff, and then don't watch the comedians you don't like. You know what I mean? There's so many TV shows. I'm not sitting around grumbling about like oh man i can't believe that show uh, blah blah blah's on the air i don't like it yeah and that's why i don't watch it you know what i mean i don't i don't have a show in my head that i'm thinking of but you know what i mean like you just you want it's entertainment you go to things you want to see you stay away from things you don't like if you're not into uh you know, it's like, it's like if you went to karaoke night, you're like, what is this? A bunch of fucking amateurs singing famous people's songs? Well, this is bullshit. It's karaoke. It's, it is what it is. You either participate, you want to watch, you want to go, you want to have fun. Not. It's like, you don't go to a bar. What are they, serving alcohol? Unbelievable. I'm just trying to eat a sandwich and not be around a bunch of drunks. Well, then go to a place that doesn't serve alcohol. You know what I mean? I just don't get it. And there's like this weird thing where... People are trying to go, oh, this, this comedian's talking about what I want them to talk about. Okay, cool. This comedian's not talking about what I want them to talk about. You don't get to tell comedians what they get to talk about. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, like, I know you personally, you come to me like, hey, man, you know, you should you ever think about doing material about blah, blah, blah? I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe. I, I might say, no, that's not my thing. Or I might say, oh, hey, good, good point. Yeah, like, there's some funny stuff there I can mind. But... People just sitting on the sidelines angry that comedians aren't talking about the things they want to talk about or aren't doing jokes that they find funny. That is, that is the entire basis of comedy. It's subjective. I've told this before. I say this all the time. I'm a comedian. I've had, you know, I've had bad sets. I've had good sets. I've had great sets. I've had okay sets. You know, whatever. When I'm having a great set, okay, like, say, I always tell people this. Say you walk in the room in the middle of my set and you just see, like, the crowd is packed and everyone everyone seems to be just cracking up. Everyone's laughing super hard and you walk in you're like, man, this guy's killing with everyone. I'm not. Like, every single time I'm having, an, a, like, a really, really great set, 
I can always, in the middle of like a big laugh, excuse me, I'm choking on the chloroseptic. I can always find at least one person who's not even smiling. You know what? That doesn't mean I'm having a bad set. That means that person might not find me funny. Maybe they don't laugh out loud. Maybe they just like they're enjoying it, but they enjoy it different ways. Everyone's different. But my point is, maybe they think I suck, which is fine. But that doesn't mean I'm having a bad set. It just can, it, in the same way, when I'm uh, having a bad set, and there's like some people that are just cracking up and they find me hilarious, and other people are just like, no, not into it. That doesn't mean I'm having a great set. If if there's a hundred people in the room and thirty-five of them think I'm the funniest guy ever, and sixty-five just think I stink. Is that a great set? No, it's not going to sound like a great set. It's not going to make a good tape. I'm not going to upload that set and put it online and go check out how great I did. But to the people laughing, they think I'm great. The people that don't think I'm great, whatever. So it's like, what was my point? I don't even know what my original point is. Oh, yeah, comedy subjective. So my comedy is so subjective, that's my point, that even in the middle of a huge laugh, there are people not laughing. Okay? When the room sounds like it's just like, you know, some comedian, take me out of it, any comedian, they're blowing the roof off the place. You're like, oh man, this guy's, or this woman is killing. There's always people in the audience not laughing. I've had great sets and had people come up to me afterward and say mean things to me. That's how much, uh, uh, you know, comedy subjective. I did a show a little while ago, and I was doing great. Uh, it was a really late show. And I think like a lot of the audience was probably like pretty drunk and uh, some of them were probably falling asleep, but it wasn't a great show, but a lot of people loved me, right? During that show, a girl got up and goes, you ain't funny. <laughs> it's like people are laughing at everything I'm saying, some people, and then there's a girl who literally got up and walked out and thought I was so unfunny, she had to say, you ain't funny in the middle of the show, and then I was like, all right, then she goes, you ain't said a funny thing yet. It's like... That was her opinion, and I'm not going to talk her into changing her opinion. So anyways, comedy subjective. So there is this person, and I'm going to try my best not to name call, because these type of people just do bug the crap out of me. Hold on, let me... Jeez, my computer always wants to install something. So uh, for Forbes, Forbes Forbes.com, Sarah Aswell... Instead of Dave Chappelle's new comedy special, watch They Ready. They Ready, just full disclosure, that's Tiffany Haddish's uh, Netflix special. Tiffany Haddish, I uh, haven't talked to her lately, but Tiffany is one of my good friends for a long time. Tiffany's been over to my old place, my old house in Long Beach. Uh, my, she's been over to my place where I live now. She's held my daughter. She's one of the few comedians who's ever met my daughter and held her. So I'm not saying Timmy's my best friend by any means. I haven't really talked to her much in the last year or so. But uh, I'm very happy for Tiffany. So this is nothing against Tiffany. And the women on They Ready is, uh, I know Shantae Wayans. She's like a, you know, not like a close friend, but a buddy, comedy buddy. Uh, always loved joking around with Shantae this year. I'm friends with April Macy. I'm friends with Ida Rodriguez, uh, who's on it. Uh, Tracy Ashley, I know. I'm not like super close with Tracy, but... Um, uh, Tracy, I know, and she's like, you know, comedy buddy or whatever. I guess you say, I don't know. Tracy, I actually like only met a couple times, but I texted her and like congratulated her and everything. Um, so, uh, this is nothing again. And I don't know Flame Monroe, and I think I'm forgetting somebody. There's some, who else is it? I'm looking at the picture right now. Oh, is that, is that Melanie Camacho? I don't know. I don't know her. Okay, so April and I had on friends with Shantae. I'm like comedy buddies with. 
Tracy, I know. Okay. So I'm like really happy for all of them, right? Really happy that Tiffany did this. I'm really happy that uh, they all have this. So there's nothing against them. But this girl, Sarah Aswell, listen to how stupid this entire article is. In the days since Dave Chappelle's new Netflix comedy special, Sticks and Stones dropped, comedy critics have been fervently arguing over whether his new hour is good or bad, whether comedians should have to be, quote, politically correct, and whether cancel culture has gone too far. All right, that's the first crap paragraph. What's a comedy critic? You're a comedy critic, if you're listening to this. Everybody's a comedy critic. Comedy subjective. You hear a joke, you either laugh, you don't laugh, you think it's offensive, you don't think it's offensive, maybe it's an unoffensive joke, you just don't think it's funny, like, maybe it's an offensive joke, you think it's hilarious, like... Everyone's a comedy critic. I don't know how people, you know, get these jobs. Are people getting paid to just like watch comedy and then shit on it? That is the dumbest job I've ever heard of in my life. You watch a, something that everyone knows to be subjective. Have you ever heard people just talk about famous comedians? Oh, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor is like most comics. Everybody kind of like thinks, oh, he's maybe the best ever or, you know, definitely one of the best ever, right? I love Richard Pryor. And uh, there's people who don't think Richard Pryor's funny. Jerry Seinfeld, guy's worth almost a billion dollars. I'm not saying money means how funny you are, because obviously people get breaks and stuff in life, but Jerry Seinfeld, very funny comedian. There are people who think he stinks. You know what I mean? There are people like, oh, I just think he's like, whatever, he's kind of weak. You know, so who cares? What's a comedy critic? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of as a job. Chris Rock. Chris Rock's really funny. People are like, ah, he curses too much. He's just yelling. You ever hear like the, the criticism people give? There are people that think Jeff Dunham's the funniest guy alive. Not my thing. Does that mean I'm going to write an article? Oh, I went to Jeff Dunham's show and I didn't, I didn't find it as... It's like, who cares? Who gives a shit? All right, so this lady... But here's the thing. She continues. There is better, funnier, more interesting comedy on Netflix that also came out this month that we should be watching and talking about instead. That is all just her opinion. Like, does she not get that? I'm sure she does. Like, I'm sure if I was talking to her, she'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm writing it. It's an opinion piece or whatever, right? Okay, great. But what is in... I don't know what's interesting about an opinion piece about comedy. You know what I mean? I just... Like, maybe maybe I'm, like, sensitive to this because I'm a comedian, but... I don't care. Like, if you if you you don't like Dave Chappelle's special, Sarah Aswell, that's fine. That's okay. Like, why does it not end there? I don't get it. Because you need to do clickbait and be like, Dave Chappelle, super famous person. You shouldn't watch his special. Ooh, click on my article and see all my interesting takes on this. This is like the old. Uh, everyone's just doing clickbait now. Everybody just wants people to read their article or something. So this is like the old thing where it's like uh, the headline, you know, boobs, boobs, boobs. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about, uh, you know, tax structure or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like dumb shit like that, like sex. Okay, now that you're looking over here, I want to talk about these new uh, shirts that I have for sale. It's just like, it's just dumb clickbait shit. I just start writing articles and coming up with crazy headlines like, Donald Trump made me suck his dick. And then I just write an article about whatever I want to write about. It's like, people are like, wait, wait, where's the part where Donald Trump made Donald Trump, everyone clicks on that. He did what? Suck his dick? It's like, it's just dumb. So... There's better, her opinion, funnier, her opinion, more interesting, her opinion, comedy on Netflix that also came out this month. The only thing in that sentence that is not her opinion is that there, uh, there is a, it's a fact that other comedy came out this month on Netflix. In fact, Tiffany Haddish's They Ready comedy series speaks to a lot of the issues that Chappelle touches on in a totally better way, her opinion. It's really an answer in itself to all of this arguing. 
Oh, okay. So people discussing whether or not they like Dave Chappelle's new special shouldn't even be discussing it because you found the answer and the answer is another comedy special that people could watch both. Go watch Tiffany Haddish's uh, They Ready thing. I want you to because I have multiple friends that have specials on there. So go watch it. They're really, really funny. They're great. Go watch it. And also, if you like Dave Chappelle, go watch his special. What is so hard about this? This is the dumbest thing ever. It's really an answer in itself to all of this arguing. Oh, my God. Thank you. Can you answer some more of life's <laughs> burning questions, Sarah Aswell? Sure. Chappelle's new special is controversial. And we can talk about it. But it's controversial in exactly the same way his last special was controversial. He's literally stuck on the same controversies that he has been, feeding on the media response. He can't seem to move on, therefore neither can we, his audience. First of all, I don't think you're his audience. If you're writing articles about how you shouldn't watch his special, I don't think you're his audience, Sarah. He feels like a middle school bully who's found out another kid's weak spots and just keeps pushing the bruises, victim-blaming, trans-hating, punching down. First off, when this is what's so funny, and I don't think people fully realize this. If you, If I get... Famous tomorrow, right? I don't see that happening right now, but say I get famous tomorrow as an example. I'm still going to be me. I'm still going to find the same things funny. I'll obviously have different experiences because now I'm famous and the world is different, like looks, you know, I'm seeing it through that lens, but I'm still me. Dave Chappelle is so famous and so successful. What's not punching down? Does this lady just want him to? you know, talk about Donald Trump. She sounds to me, and I'm totally just assuming I could be way off. She sounds to me like she's the person who really enjoys comedy where it's just like crapping on Donald Trump all day, which, you know, some people do that well. And some people just come, I think a lot of people just come off like they're just whining and they don't, they all have the same take. They don't like them, which is fine if you don't like them. Uh, but like, like what, what, what's punching up? If you're that famous, Everything you're talking about, you can, you can twist it and be like, oh, he's punching down. He's talking about, I watched the whole special. He's talking about topics that are in the culture. He's talking about things that have people talking. And a lot of people, I'm not one of them, but a lot of people, are, they like to hear their favorite comedian's take on a subject that, you know, because they have maybe opinions on it that they can't say out loud because it's socially unacceptable. And that's what comedians do for them. You know what I mean? They say that they say the quiet part out loud. They say the, you know, the thing that like a lot of people are thinking but can't say and they, they say it in a funny way and they make us laugh. Like, so I, I just don't get like you can say you can talk about anybody in the world and most people is punching down. Who's supposed to do just talk about like British royalty and make fun of them? But then wouldn't he just be like shitting on another culture? Like I, you could just twist anything and make it like, oh, you're just you're just punching down or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, you're making fun of. Say he did jokes about Meghan Markle. Oh my God, how could he? You know? Yeah, she's like a princess or whatever. Was she now a duchess princess? I don't know. But uh, but you know, but you have more uh, you you have more fame. Like or I don't know, whatever. Like you could twist it and be like, oh, but Dave Chappelle, you have. Uh, you know, more followers online or whatever it is. You know, I don't know, whatever. I don't even know if he's on social media. My point is you can twist anything and make it like you're punching down. I know people are going to listen to that and be like, he just did not give a good example. I know I didn't, but you get, you get my point. You can just twist anything and make it like you're punching down. So if you talk about anything that happened in the news, it's a funny story. It's like, oh man, there were people involved in that story. They're not as famous as you, Dave Chappelle. How could you punch down like that? That's my point. There we go. That was a little better, I guess. Um, he feels like a middle school bully. I did not watch that special and think Dave Chappelle came off like a middle school bully, a high school bully, an elementary school bully. He came off exactly the way Dave Chappelle's always been. He's funny. He says things in a funny way. 
he talks about topics that are a little touchy for most people or whatever, and he makes it funny. So what the hell is this lady talking about? At the same time, he feels like everyone's worst uncle at Thanksgiving who, quote, can't understand, end quote, a couple of really basic concepts that most of the rest of the country has accepted as baseline decency. Why is every, why is every reference about... Uh, you know, they say it's like a, it's like your racist uncle at Thanksgiving. It's like your drunk uncle. At th- Why is it always the uncle? Does does nobody have like a racist dad or a drunk dad or you know what I mean? It's always someone's uncle. I think that's just a way to to like not say your own parent or something. It's never, it's never anyone's aunt. It's never a woman. I feel like this is very sexist. Actually, it's always the uncle, never the aunt. You know what I mean? Why is it never uh, Aunt Betty? So it's always uh, Uncle Charles or I don't know. So anyways, so yeah, so she doesn't even say what those, um, uh, the baseline easy stuff. First off, I do, I, I want to say this. She said victim blaming. I, I'm assuming she's talking about in Chappelle's special when he talks about uh, the Leaving Neverland, the documentary about Michael Jackson. There's a good, good example. On stage, I don't know what Dave Chappelle's real thoughts are, but on stage he does a, a whole bit about how you know, he doesn't believe those guys. And even if it did happen, blah, blah. I think, you know, I have no idea. I don't know Dave Chappelle. I've never even talked to him, never met him, been in the same room with him, but never like met him or anything. But uh, I don't know if that's even his real take. He's doing a joke. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's a possibility, there's at least a possibility that Dave Chappelle's like, yeah, I think those guys are probably telling the truth. Michael Jackson sounds like a fucking pedophile. But for the sake of the joke, he twists it and says some, something shocking to get you into this bit. So, like this victim blaming thing, like I believe those guys. I think Michael Jackson was fucking molesting kids for a long time. But anyways, uh, so she's like kind of victim blaming. Like she, she's taking all the comedy and all the context out of this whole special. Trans hating. At what point in that special he does jokes about trans people? He does jokes about LGBTQ community and all that. There's nothing where he comes off like he hates trans people. There's nothing in that special where he comes off like he hates trans people. Nothing. It's like if you're not a thing and you talk about it, people can just go, oh, you hate that thing you're talking about. So if I'm talking about, oh, my, uh, my friend uh, Anthony, you know, uh, he's black and blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, you hate black people? You're not black. And he's black. And you said black. It's like, no, no, I love him. He's, he's my buddy. Great guy. He's such a great person. No, you're not black and you said black. Do you hate black people? Like Dave Chappelle can't talk about trans stuff without some person from Forbes.com saying he's hating them. Hating? It's a pretty strong word. And I saw nothing in that special where I was like, yeah, Dave Chappelle, you hate trans people. I hate trans people. Nice. Like that is such bullshit. So, uh, okay, whatever. She continues, yes, he's funny. Okay, cool. That should be your whole review. Really, he's one of the most brilliant comedy minds that we have today, and his joke writing skills and stage presence put together have made him a force and a household name. Okay? He's even really, really funny in Sticks and Stones. What is the fuck is she talking about then? He's a bully. He hates trans people. He's punching down. It's the same old stuff that from his last special. He's stuck. He's a, a, the uncle at Thanksgiving who can't understand what you understand. But he's also really, really funny. And so talented. 
It's exactly the reason that he can, for instance, accuse child sex abuse victims of lying and still get a whole theater of people to laugh at it. Yes, that's called being funny. It's called that's a super touchy subject and you couldn't really say that in normal society like at your job, your office job, you can't be at your cubicle and be like, I think those fucking guys are lying. <laughs> you know, Michael Jackson, I think they're lying for attention. Michael Jackson never abused him. I don't know. Maybe you could say at the office. I never really had an office job. But he's not using his brilliant comedy mind for good. Oh, he's using it for bad. Oh, so now Dave Chappelle's evil. Now he's an evil person. What a fucking moron. He's tasking his brilliant comedy mind with the wrong topics. Oh, here we go. He's not talking about what she wants him to talk about. Therefore, he's using his comedy mind for bad. That is a huge leap. You're not talking about the topics I'd like you to talk about. I am one person you've never heard of. I'm not one of your huge audience, millions and millions of fans who actually enjoy your special without taking a huge fat shit on it, spreading my cheeks as far as possible, drinking some coffee, eating a bran muffin, and then just dumping all over your special. Uh, so now he's evil. Okay. Like, there's, it's, I don't care if you watch Dave Chappelle's special and go, oh man, like I really wish you know, Chappelle would talk about this, this, and this, because that's what I think would be interesting to hear him talk about. It's another thing to say, because he didn't, he's using his comedy mind for bad. So he's an evil, evil man now. And he's somehow found a way to be both offensive and also boring. So now he's boring. So he's really, really funny in Sticks and Stones. Uh, he's one of those brilliant comedy minds we have. His joke writing skills and stage presence put together made him a force and a household name. But he's also boring. Okay. So you're bored during this brilliant, uh, really, really funny special. These are all your own words. This is the same fucking paragraph. This lady's off her shit. And really, there are lots of brilliantly funny people. There's no shortage of them. So why should we focus on the one who's spinning his wheels at the loss of a tiny amount of his straight male privilege? <laughs> I love that. Because Dave Chappelle's black and this lady's not, she has to like go, okay, what is he that I can put him on like this intersectional hierarchy? Okay, he's straight um, and he's male. Okay, so it's straight male privilege. Forget the fact that he's black. Like, no, no, that goes out the window now. He doesn't get any of that. Uh, we're just going to stick to the things that we can attack him on because that's the society we've built. Like, oh, if you're a man, you're automatically bad. So if you're a woman, you're automatically good. It makes no sense. There's, there's good men. There's bad men. <laughs> there's, there's good women. There's bad women. But no, no, straight. he's straight too. What a piece of shit. He's straight. He's, he's attracted to who he's attracted to. Let's fucking... Get on them for that. Like, I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're bi. I don't care if you're trans. I don't care what anyone is. So, but you can attack someone for being straight? I don't even get that argument. If you're gay, I don't care. Like, okay, you're attracted to the same sex. Fine with me. That's who you're attracted to. I literally could not care less. <laughs> Good for you. I hope you have a happy life. You know, I hope everyone has a happy life. But if you're attracted to the opposite sex, ooh, what the fuck's your problem? I don't, it's Okay. So here she goes, continues. We don't need Louis C.K. to come back because there are plenty of outstanding comedians who haven't used their power to hurt other people. And we don't need to focus on Dave Chappelle because there are plenty of other people who can make us laugh without shitting on trans people. So I don't know at what point he shit on trans people. He made comedy jokes about trans people. It's something that's all been in the culture, all been in the news the last few years, and he's not allowed to talk about it because he's not trans? What if he was trans? I, I know a comedian I won't bring up who is, I think he's technically trans. He calls it bi-gender. So it's like trans fluid, I guess. Like some days he says he's a woman, some days he's a man or whatever. But anyways, he makes jokes about it. And he makes jokes that if Dave Chappelle said, this lady would say he's 
I guess, crapping on, shitting on trans people. Well, so why can't he do it? Part of the reason that people don't understand this is because they're not aware of the up and coming amazing comedians who just need their big break. So look at, I don't have a problem with her writing an article saying, hey, you guys should all watch They Ready on Netflix. These women are really funny. Why don't you just write that article? Can't you just write an article pumping up my friends, April and Ida and Shantae and them? Can't you just write an article saying, oh, this is great. If you don't know about it, check it out. Like, why do you have to say something negative in order to say something positive? Because you're a fucking piece of shit. Like, that's why. You know what I mean? Like, if, if I saw this lady, Sarah, and I liked her outfit, uh, and I saw her two days in a row, and I didn't like her outfit the day before, I wouldn't say, hey, Sarah, good to see you. Oh, my God, I love your outfit today. You look so great. I hated your outfit yesterday. So I'm glad you're wearing this one today because this one's way better. Is that a nice thing to say? Or should I just go, hey, I really like your outfit today. So you don't need to shit on, or you don't, or don't to shit on somebody else. I would go, Sarah, oh my God, I really like your outfit. At least you don't look like that lady. Hey, lady, come over here. Look at you. You look like shit. She looks great. Doesn't she look great? You look like crap. My opinion, I, want, I needed to get it out there. You look like shit. She looks great. I couldn't just tell her she looks great. I wanted to make sure that you knew that I didn't like what you were wearing. So this doesn't make any sense. We don't need Louis C.K. to come back too. I love that. It's like, yeah, we don't need him to come back. He also has every right to come back. If he doesn't want to do comedy anymore, okay. If he wants to do comedy, great. She doesn't want him to come back. That's it. This whole, who's we? We don't need Louis C.K. to come back. Who's we? It's you. You don't get to talk for other people. I, I made it a point at the beginning of this podcast when I kept saying comedians to go, hey, you know what? We're all different, so I'm just going to say me. I'm going to use me as the example because I'll tell you where I'm coming from because a bunch of comedians would agree with me and a bunch of comedians wouldn't agree with me. Some, some would kind of agree with me on what I'm saying. So I'm just saying, so, okay, whatever. Here we go. Tiffany Haddish is trying to help. Her new series introduces us to six women, mostly women of color, mm, who are on the cusp of becoming stars and gives each of them a half-hour special to shine. The episodes, without exception, are wonderful and hilarious. They all show us what Chappelle could be doing instead of what he's doing, approaching comedy with an open heart and making jokes that increase understanding instead of excluding everything that's other. She puts other in all caps. So, um, yeah, whatever. Like, I, I just, like, just write this article about, hey, Tiffany Haddish is helping break out some new people who are really funny and been doing it a long time. Because that's true. It's all true. They're all really funny. They've all been doing it a long time. They all deserve a break. I totally agree. A lot of people deserve breaks. Some people aren't going to get them ever. Some people are. And it, the more people that get breaks, the better. You know what I mean? Even if I'm never one that gets a big break, I'm happy that people get breaks because they're working really hard and they're funny and... All comedy comes from the same place, whether you like the joke or not. It all comes from a place of wanting to make other people happy, wanting to make other people laugh, wanting to get a good reaction out of somebody. But apparently this lady thinks Dave Chappelle is using his evil, evil comedy mind for evil. It is bad. It's bad. He's trying to, trying to hurt society. She continues, don't get me wrong. These women aren't being PC or making jokes about airplane food. In fact, they're taking on every controversial topic I can think of. Just for starters, Tracy Ashley talks about her interracial marriage and what it's taught her about racism, which is hilarious. While Shantae Wands opens up with a killer bit about what it's like to be a butch lesbian who's often mistaken for male. These women approach these offensive topics with care and honesty, mostly because they're both living the situation, Ashley's married to a white man, and Wayans has for her entire career in life, dealt with people criticizing her gender-bending appearance. Okay, first of all, I've seen both these women do these bits. She says, these women approach these, quote, offensive topics with care and honesty. Those top, she put offensive in quotes. Those topics aren't offensive. There's nothing offensive. And first off, they're funny bits. Tracy's really funny. Shantae's really funny. I'm not saying anything away. I'm talking just about this lady who's writing this article. Those topics aren't offensive. 
Shantae's talking about her life. Who's offended by it? Who's offended that Shantae's talking about that she's a butch lesbian? Who's offended by that? She's talking about herself. So that's not an offensive topic. Uh, Tracy is married to a white guy. Tracy's black. So she talks about her life like a lot of comedians do. I'm in an inter interracial marriage. I talk about it sometimes on stage. I'm never thinking on stage, oh man, I'm being super edgy. The fact that I'm Jewish and I'm talking about having a Latina wife. Whoa, I'm on the edge, man. I'm actually thinking, man, I hope this isn't like too bland because I'm just doing like family stuff. So like, what the fuck is this lady talking about? She just, she gets to straw man every single thing in this whole article because obviously she wrote it, but she doesn't know anything about comedy. She did the, the same like hacky thing that quote comedy critics do where it's like, yeah, jokes about airplane food. I don't know the last time a comic has done a joke about airplane food. That is, that is just such an outdated reference that she's even making. And I love the, there's some people, especially in the industry, who are like, yeah, if I hear anybody do a joke about, you know, traveling on airplanes or whatever, like, I immediately tune them out because they just, they've heard that that's hacky. What if you're telling a real story about a funny thing that happened and happened to happen on a plane? It's hacky? It's not hacky. It's not unoriginal. If you're talking about a real thing that happened to you on a plane. Okay, so... There's just certain buzzwords that people who like to shit on comedy like to use, and just lady doesn't know what she's talking about. Um, Gender-bending appearance. Okay, here we go. In They Ready, we're getting comedy from the voices that usually get the bullying from comics like Chappelle. When did Chappelle bully uh, lesbians? When did he bully uh, people like Tracy who are uh, in an interracial marriage? When was that? When was that? She just, this is the same paragraph. This is why I'm bringing this up. She didn't like change subject. She talks about Tracy's bit. She talks about Shantae's bit. And then she goes, uh, yeah, these are the people, these are the voices that usually get the bullying from comics like Chappelle. The result, question mark? They're just as funny, but they're also thoughtful and they also give us insight into their lives and existences. Okay, all her opinion. They're just as funny. Some people are going to think that they're funnier than Dave Chappelle. Some people are going to think they're not as funny as Dave Chappelle. Some are going to think some of the women's specials are funny and other ones weren't. That's, it's subjective. Like, this is the weirdest thing. All right, I'm just got I got to wrap this up. Okay, two more paragraphs. A lot of older male comedians I interview these days are stuck mourning the comedy world they came up in. I'd love to know what a lot is. How many older male comedians, and what's older? Define older. Male, I'd like her to define because, you know, what if they don't identify as male and they just have a penis? Um, a lot of older male comedians I interview these days are stuck mourning the comedy world they came up in. Where you could punch down and bully because your audience is filled with people just like you. And everyone else was conveniently silenced. What in the world is she talking about? I don't, even, I don't even get that. Like, comedy in the 80s, people were getting, you know, like Roseanne and Tim Allen and people like that. They'd all get their sitcom because they were, like, you would do comedy about your life. Tim Allen's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, a man, 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 ho, ho, ho. He did this little bit. Like, if you ever look it up on, like, old Rodney Dangerfield specials, um, you know, what Rodney Dangerfield was doing kind of what Tiffany's doing now. Like, he'd break out, he broke out, like, Louis Anderson and Tim Allen and I think Seinfeld did one. Like, all these people... There's like household names. Roseanne. Roseanne talked about her life. So w was Roseanne punching down and bullying the audience because the audience was filled with people like her? No, not at all. Was Tim Allen bullying people when he got his, like he's talking, he's doing like, oh men, ho, 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 we're men, we'll do this. He's talking about like the difference between men and women, which, you know, back then wasn't something that had been done as much as it's done, been done now, right? So like, I just don't get it. Was Jerry Seinfeld? When was Jerry Seinfeld bowling people? And I'm just like, I'm only thinking of the names that are popping into my head. But what world is this lady living in? 
comedy used to be a bunch of men punching down and bullying because their audience was filled with people just like you and everyone else was conveniently silenced. So the audience was full of male bullies? Okay. This, this makes no sense to anyone who actually does stand up all the time and has toured all over the country and all over other parts of the world as well. Look, she continues. Where you could hurt people both on and off, both on stage and off without any consequences to your career. With their heads turned to the past, they're completely missing the exciting stuff that's happening in comedy as the younger generation and a more diverse generation is taking the stage. While Chappelle and Louis C.K. are spending time, spending stage time, grumbling about how the change has negatively affected them, I don't remember when... Okay. Well, Dave Chappelle did do a joke at the beginning of his bit about, uh, which I thought was hilarious. I laughed out loud, where he's like, here's an impression, and then he just... It's like, oh, I'm going to find anything you ever said. That was offense. I'm going to tear you down. I don't care what it is, whatever. And then the audience is like trying to guess who it is. And he's like, that's you guys, whatever. And it's, and it's totally, he's totally correct, okay? So that's the only thing where she can say he's grumbling about how the change has negatively affected him. I don't think he was grumbling about how it's negatively affected him. He's doing great. He got $60 million from Netflix to do three specials. or I think he's probably signed a new deal, too, because I think he's put out like his fifth Netflix special? Didn't he put out four? I feel like he put out two right away. I don't know. I could be way off on this. Maybe he's only put out three. I don't know. But anyways, I don't think uh, Chappelle came off like he was whining about stuff. Uh, Julio Torres is blowing our minds with his surrealistic, surrealist comedy, while Wayans' comedy is so honest that it's basically radical. Okay, I don't know who Julio Torres is, so I have no comment. As comedy consumers, we can choose to watch the old and negative and bitter or have a really good time watching the new. So she's painting all comedy from not right now as bitter and negative. I love this. I got to go back to this. Uh, punch down and bully your audience was filled with people just like you and everyone was conveniently silenced. Where you could hurt people both on stage and off without any consequences to your career. Does she think... I'm 35, by the way, so I don't know if this lady's even referring to me. I don't know how old she is. I don't know if she's 25 and thinks I'm old or if she's my age and thinks I'm great because I'm her age and I'm fresh. I don't know what the fuck she thinks. But my point is, she think, there, I'm not saying there weren't people in comedy who hurt people off stage. But this idea that all the older comedians are male... And they're, they're missing the days when you could hurt people off stage without any consequences to your career. That's what all the older male comedians are thinking. Oh, man. Remember the good old days? You could hurt people off stage. It was great. I would go up on stage. I'd bully everybody. I'd make fun of uh, you know, anyone who was below me, which I'm just a comedian working a club. So you know, you know, clearly everyone's below me because I'm so awesome because <laughs> I'm a comedian working at a comedy club, which is a lot of times in the, in the old days in the back of like a Chinese restaurant or something. So I'm, I'm clearly like way above everybody. So I'm punching down and I just I got to rush. You know, I just make people feel like shit. And then off stage, I'd hurt people as well. Why can't we have those days back? <laughs> I like to get off stage and hurt people. This lady's nuts. She has no idea what she's talking about. Uh, okay, but a really good time watching the video. Here's our last little paragraph. Let's hope Chappelle gets unstuck. Oh yeah, let's. Let, let's is a contraction, by the way, that it means let us. Who's us? It's just you, lady. Let us hope Chappelle gets unstuck. I'm not hoping. I hope he just does whatever he wants and keeps being funny. When I turned on Sticks and Stones, I had all my fingers crossed that one of my all-time favorite comedians was ready to join the rest of us in 2019. Who the fuck is us? Anybody who believes what you believe about everything, that's us. And anyone who doesn't 
is an old, bitter, probably straight male who misses the days when he hurt people off stage. But he's not ready yet. Luckily, there's plenty of comics who are. And at least six of them have Netflix comedy specials too. Follow me on Twitter. Check out my website. I'm a freelance entertainment writer in Santa community who lives in Missoula, Montana. I've written for public... Okay, God, jeez. She lives in Missoula. Jeez, good for her, though. i got to say that at the end. She just lives in Missoula and gets to write garbage, and Forbes publishes it, and people read it. Um, uh, she did do an article where she interviewed Tracy specifically for Forbes, so I'd say go check that out because I'm sure that's... I'm not going to read it, but I'm sure it's just her praising Tracy, which is what she should be doing. If she likes something in comedy, go, hey, this is really good. I'd like to shine a light on it. Not, hey, this is really good. I don't like this. I don't like that. I like this. This is good. This is bad. This is evil. I don't enjoy it, so it's evil. <laughs> and this is good. All right. I want to see how long I've been talking because I got other things I need to do today. Oh, my God. All right. That's plenty. I was going to go into her tweets or whatever. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it real fast. Oh, sh crap. What did I just do here? Um, I just want to find because she tweeted the article and then people were just commenting on it. Where is it? Can we direct all of whatever? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. August 3rd. So she toots the article, shitting on Dave Chappelle and saying, let's just watch Tiffany Haddish as they ready. Blah, blah, blah. Um, dun, 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 dun. If you don't enjoy Chappelle's. There was a thing where she was like replying to a bunch of these people who were just saying kind of what I'm saying. Like, hey, uh, you know, like, can you just watch both or whatever? And then she would just ask all these questions. Uh, hey, I've written about They Ready and I'm in the midst of interviewing the comedians on They Ready individually. I brought up Chappelle in this piece because I'm frustrated by the bickering over his special while the, in my opinion, better other recent releases ignored. Oh, so why don't you just say, hey, everybody, the special's great. Have you heard of it? <laughs> the people are just commenting. Again, why bring him up at all? If you were tired of the, quote, bickering over special, just center it on they. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but you needed to bring attention to your work, so you opted to jump on the bandwagon while now claiming you were, quote, frustrated. But yeah, so she's just backtracking and full of it. She clearly did it for clickbait. She clearly did it to get attention. And here's my thing. If you have a way of, you know, if you're a good marketer and you do something in a way to get attention for something that you like, great. If you do it at the expense of shitting on somebody else, I don't care if it's Dave Chappelle. I know Dave Chappelle doesn't care about this article at all. I'm, I mean, I don't know, but I'm assuming he could care less about the article. But it's just such a tacky, crappy thing to do. Like, hey, I really want attention for my piece, so I will use my opinion about Dave Chappelle and speak about it as fact, say that he's basically using his comedy mind for bad, so he's evil because I don't like his comedy, whatever. All right, now I'm just repeating myself. I can't find her replies where she, people were just straight up asking her stuff. And usually the Twitter comments are just like a horrible place to even be. Um, I mean, it, usually they always are. But I just thought it was funny because... A lot of these people, whoever they are on Twitter, were commenting on this and they're bringing up good points and she would just totally switch subjects and just go, but I'm, but I'm asking blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, no, you're not, you're not even answering what they just asked you. So anyways, uh, not a big fan of this lady for doing that. Read the article she wrote on Tracy because good for Tracy, good for Ida, good for uh, Shantae and April. Very happy for all of them. Uh, I, I've had my son watch a little bit of April and Ida's and I just, just I could take a video and I sent to them and he was all mesmerized by it. Well, April was like, I don't think he likes mine. <laughs> She's like, I don't think he's into it. But for 
Ida's, he was like standing up and all, because that was like the beginning where the music was playing. Anyways, now I'm just thinking about how cute my son is. All right, guys, uh, there you go. Got one out. Uh, my voice feels like crap. I've, I might have to fly out. I'm supposed to fly out tonight to Jacksonville, and there's a hurricane, and I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm just waiting and waiting to see if there's an update that says that, you know, I don't have to go tonight, and I can go the next day or the day after. So I'd like to spend another, uh, another day with my family if I could. It'd be great. But anyways, appreciate you guys. Please rate five stars. It'll help me out. Subscribe. Write a comment or review, whatever. Share it with somebody if you like it. Uh, if you don't like it, then just you don't like it. Don't go write an article about <laughs> this podcast sucks. <laughs> just don't listen to it. Thank you for listening to my daddy.